0: This episode of Says Who is brought to you by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every Sunday you get a whole bonus episode of I know that you're trying to move your arms and distract me, Maureen, but I am not looking at the screen.
1: I'm not doing anything.
0: Every Sunday you get a bonus episode of Says Who. And if you and that is at the five or $10 a month level. And that $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you are a member of the Says Who Sticker Club. And Maureen Johnson, Uh I'm going to tell you that for people that were charged October 1st, your stickers went in the mail yesterday and I'm going to show them to you, Maureen. Look at that. Oh, wow. Look at that.
1: Dan... I'm gonna. Why don't you should maybe start like a like a like a store or a merch company because you're really good at this.
0: I know, I have a, I have ideas about that. Are you gonna, I'm gonna do show it? Show you something. Well, I'm gonna show you something. I've got to hold this up to the light for a second.
1: People love love listening to someone hold something up to the light.
0: Yeah, uh, you can't see it because the camera adjusted. No, I
1: can It glows.
0: It really oh glows. Oh my God, it's
1: a glow in the dark sticker. They're good. Dan goes for the, for the monthly sticker club in case you're ever in question. Dan works his ass off. And I believe that at some point we should make like a collector sticker book with the outline so you can put all of your. Oh, I like that. Put all your stickers in. Oh, that's Except People a nice have already idea. taken them off the backing and probably used them. But can you imagine I have that's a whole fun. sheet, a collector's prime sheet of them? I have
0: all of them stuck on my keyboard tray right in front of me. Although this one was officially now there, more than will fit on the keyboard tray.
1: So yeah, I- I've covered the back of my laptop. So now I have like a separate area where I have them yeah. magnetized to a door. Ooh. Just have little, they're being held up by magnets.
0: It's fun. It's fun. Patreon.com slash says who. <sighs>
1: This is my part, Dan. Yeah. Where I talk about books.
0: It is. This is where you talk about books.
1: Instead of doing that today, I'm going to tell you about a free thing you can do on Friday night if you want. Who doesn't not like free? Who doesn't doesn't not like free? Right. Who doesn't not like free? I don't not like free. Hey, how about it? Let's go to a thing that you don't have to leave the house for it's nothing co- that's in the cost best.
0: that's the best you're telling me it's free and i don't have to leave the house and yet it's not just the thing i do for free in my house every day
1: that is right it holy is holy cow so i'm going to be hanging out with the bloggers 6 p.m. eastern time friday night so that is i guess 5 i think it's five east central P- Oh, it may hold on. Maybe, maybe I've put up completely the wrong times.
0: <laughs> Good.
1: It's 6 p.m. her time. What uh, time sh- is that? Ah, crap. It's 6 p.m. Central t- CDT. Okay. So, so that's I,
0: 7 p.m. Eastern.
1: I, uh, yeah, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern. I have totally posted all the wrong times. <laughs> ah, time shit. zones. Anyway. Uh you can there's a link to it on my Twitter. And also if you go to nowherebookshop.com and click events, it's there and just register for it. And then you just get to come and hang out with us and we'll talk. But I god damn it. I posted the, I made graphics and everything. God damn it. God damn it, Dan. Oh uh, okay.
0: uh, God. <laughs> Maybe we should retake this one.
1: Oh no. Oh, see you Friday night. <laughs>
0: it's perfect Uh, also if you would like to locate books on the internet and not support uh, somebody's space planes or whatever they make you can go to bookshop.org slash shop slash says who where Maureen's books are available my books are available and most books are available helps us out a little bit helps indie bookshops out a little bit and doesn't put money in the
1: spaceman's
0: pocket. does
1: put money in the spaceman's pocket.
0: And speaking of money and things, you can also go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com, a place where you can get says who things. Merch.sayswhopodcast.com. I'm
1: trying to change this to 7 p.m. <laughs> there we go. God damn it. Is that 7 p.m.? If it's Texas, it's 6 6-
0: Yes. If it's 6 Central, it's 7 Eastern, ah! 4 Pacific.
1: Ah! Oh, I did it wrong. Oh, I made a graphic and everything.
0: The thing about time zones is they are the worst. Do you remember <laughs> there was a moment in time where the Swatch watchmaker tried to invent something called Internet Beats Time what? Or you could get a digital clock that told the time in
1: beats what?
0: and it was going to be the new time for the Internet.
1: No, I don't remember oh, this.
0: Well, now we're going on an adventure. Internet beats time. Uh, under the Wikipedia entry, swatch Internet time, swatch Internet time or dot beat time. I forgot that it was called dot beat is a decimal time concept introduced in 1998 by the Swatch Corporation (laughs) as part of their marketing campaign for their line of beat watches. Instead of hours and minutes, the mean solar day is divided into into a thousand parts called beats. Each dot beat is equal to one decimal minute in the French revolutionary decimal time system and lasts one minute and 26.4 seconds. It's weird that this didn't catch on (laughs) in standard time. Times are notated as a three digit number out of a thousand after midnight. So, for example, at 248, 248 would indicate a time, 248 dot beats after midnight representing 248 one thousandths of a day, just over five hours and 57 minutes.
1: This is as complicated as the schoolhouse rock song, Hey Little Twelve Toes. Which tried to explain the concept of base twelve to to four year olds. by now, if man had been born with with twelve fingers and toes, he would develop a whole new system of counting: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, deck, l, do. deck, and l, representing two <laughs> entirely new digits. And I was four. That was Deca, what? And the the concept of base twelve did not. I was just very confused. And they had little and L symbols in there. And yeah. oh, it was, it was, have, we haven't even started this episode.
0: There are no time zones in Swatch internet time. Instead, the new timescale of Beale meantime BMT is used based on Swatch's headquarters in Beale, S- Switzerland. And it does not observe daylight savings time.
1: Not that. I mean. Wow, that's a mess. I didn't. I wonder why that didn't work.
0: Yeah, it's weird. I always think about Swatch internet time, though, a lot. Whenever there is a time zone problem, I think about it. Well, think about the fact that Swatch fixed it, but we just weren't visionary enough to accept it.
1: We weren't. Anyway, whatever. It's going to be 7 Eastern. Oh, this just reminded <laughs> me of my failure. We could just re record that. No. Part. I want them to hear what I did. I want them to know.
0: Okay. I mean, it's easy.
1: Deck L doe deck and L <laughs> representing two entirely new digits. The, the, the delivery was in this very Southern voice and I can, Hey, little 12 toes. I know you well. What is this from? Schoolhouse rock, man.
0: <laughs> wow. That is a deep cut schoolhouse rock.
1: Yeah. I know all the schoolhouse rock songs for the multiplication. What was the
0: one where, uh, was It It was not Schoolhouse Rock, but it was a Schoolhouse Rock equivalent where you hankered for a hunk of cheese.
1: A hanker for a hunk, a slice of or a chunk of a hanker for. A, yeah, it yeah. was like and it was like the nutrition board made them. Yeah,
0: where they make the like a Ritz cracker with cheese in the middle and he calls it a wagon wheel. It's a
1: wagon wheel. Yeah. No, I, I had the Multiplication Rock album, so I knew all the songs. Wow. So if you do any of the number songs, I can probably sing them for you. Just pick a a, a number between one and and 12. Seven. Oh, Lucky Seven Samson is my favorite. Lucky Seven Samson is my natural born name. Singing and dancing, that's my game. I never did a hard day's work in my life. Still, everything seems to turn out right. Like a grasshopper on a summer's day. I just love to play and pass the time away. Because I was born neath a lucky star. School's where you are. Well, that's not hard. See, I can.
0: <laughs> Was everything in Schoolhouse Rock delivered with like a thick really southern
1: accent? The ones sung by the guy were. Yeah. Okay. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 30 or not? Here I come. <laughs> Do we even need to do an episode now? The hardest one was four. Like we went to the four-legged zoo to visit our four-footed friends: lions and tigers and cats and dogs, a power of an owl and owl a couple of hogs or an and of course a hippopotamus and oh yes, a horse. I got one. That one got a little hairy. <laughs> All right. Are we even doing an episode then, uh, or am I just we could just a keep doing this? Pick another number.
0: Uh, Eight. Figure eight
1: is half of four figure four is half of eight if you skate would be great if you could make a figure eight it's a circle that turns around upon itself (laughs) i was a figure skater
0: (laughs) man (laughs) a real tearjerker
1: yeah it was very delicate (laughs) three three is magic no come on everyone knows yes it is yes matt
0: yeah that's a good song
1: I don't think I remember one, though. Whoa. I don't remember the one f- song for number one. Maybe there wasn't a song for number one.
0: That seems highly unlikely.
1: Maybe they started with two. Why would they do that? Because when you multiply by one, it's just the number.
0: <laughs> Schoolhouse Rock number one.
1: St- Multiplication I mean, Rocks. I don't think they had a one.
0: There's my hero zero. Yep. Elementary, my dear.
1: Elementary, my dear. Two plus two times two is four. Elementary, my dear. Yep. You know what? what? Yeah, and then three
0: is a magic number. Four-legged zoo. Ready? You're not here. I come. Why the fuck would they have skipped the number one? Because
1: it's barely multiplication, Dad. It's just the number. Yeah, but that seems nuts. Listen, they're too busy explaining Deckel and Doe. It's entirely to 12. Two entirely new digits. I
0: don't, I'm really disturbed by the fact that there's a one erasure. I can't remember in the what 10 was. Seventy three. Schoolhouse Rock Multiplication Rock was record. Was there 10? Uh, no.
1: Yeah, I don't think there was 10, 11.
0: Naughty number nine and then the good 11. Good, good
1: 11, yeah. Weird
0: somebody's very strange
1: it's a great album you should listen to it it's really good we are 10 we are 15 minutes in time (laughs) don't cut a word of this welcome to says who the podcast that isn't a podcast it's a schoolhouse rock tribute act. I'm Maureen Johnson.
0: And I am Dan Sinker. This is that just was, how it goes sometimes, Maureen. We
1: were just talking. It's okay. I
0: don't you know, are man. back
1: on I am. your
0: home base. I know. You're not in I, Philly anymore.
1: But as I was saying, when I. So the way I got back and forth to Philly is a dog taxi. Yeah. It's a real nice guy um, that. Uh, I always use, and, um, he's great. His, oh, he has a minivan and I think two other, three other people work for him and he transports a lot of rescue animals. Okay. And, uh, also you can like get rides with him if you're going somewhere with your dog and Dexie on the way down was great. And then she barfed her guts up about three oh. minutes from my family's house. Just, just a tremendous amount. And he doesn't even think twice about it. He's like, yeah, just, I'll take care of it. Don't even worry about it. Wow. So he's, he's real nice. Of Cause that's what is that's, you know, there's dogs. There's he transports animals all all day. Yeah. That's so the they, job. Yeah, some of them barf. How long is the drive from New York to Philly? Uh, super no traffic. We're flying hour and a half. Usually. Wow. Yeah. Like if nothing is happening and it's just smooth sailing, it's yeah. Like hour just a little over an hour and a half. And that's, Perfection.
0: So, do you have to clear it with the dog guy first, or do you just get in the car and then you're like, "Guess what, guy? We're driving to San Francisco. Have fun."
1: No, I I prearrange. I only all I ever do with him is go back and forth to my parents' house, so he knows me, and I just text him like, "Hey, ride to Philly," and he's like, "Sure. When do you need to go?" Wow. But he'll like he picks up rescue animals from airports or delivers them or takes. And then he he'll come down to Philly and get you. Yeah, he drives all over.
0: So he's popping a three-hour round trip
1: yeah but he usually is doing other trips yeah so you know he'll but he yeah he drives all day he drives like 12 hours a day holy cow he's great man his his name is tony and he's great tony the dog taxi he's real nice he kind of does talk like that Hey, I'm Tony the dog taxi. If you needed a ride to the vet, you can book him to the vet, you know, take up and I'll wait for you and take you home. And Man. Yeah.
0: Because when you don't have a dog taxi,
1: I don't have a car. Right. Well, luckily, Dex goes to a really close vet that I can walk her to. Zelda went to a further away vet where I had to try to catch a cab every week with a dog
0: and persuade
1: them to take us uptown.
0: That sounds not great.
1: Standing by the side of the road, waving. Hey. Please take us uptown, please.
0: And then you found Tony.
1: Tony. Tony the dog taxi. He's real nice.
0: I bet. I think you'd have to be.
1: Yeah. He has some weird animals in his car all the time. He's you know what I saw yesterday, or not yesterday down, but the other day when it was warm? What? Woman walking down the path towards and getting on a ferry, and she okay. had two miniature parrots on two tiny bird leashes. Oh, walking! They, they had little. Or were they hanging on her? She was carrying a like a hoop, like a something that looked like an embroidery hoop, maybe okay. a foot around, and she was just carrying that. And the the little parrots were perched on that, and they each had a little tiny, little tiny harness on, a little tiny leash. Wow! I, I was like, I didn't know that was a thing that happened. Apparently, you can walk your bird on a leash.
0: I mean. You're kind of walking with the bird.
1: Yeah, you're holding a thing and then the birds are just like, I guess we're going on a ferry? What's a ferry?
0: That seems wild. I can't imagine the bird brain situation there. Like,
1: okay. Well, I guess this is... on the water. I guess this is happening. Oh, boy.
0: Uh, The little one and I were out on a walk this morning and we saw a fox. Ooh. Just in the neighborhood walking down somebody's driveway. They're real cute. They are cute. This one definitely looked like a scrapper. Like, he was like, hey, I've lived a little. But uh, he was still What's pretty up? cute. Ugh. Yeah, he was like patchy. It's definitely not, uh, not cute, but it was surprising. I don't think I've ever seen a fox in this neighborhood.
1: I mean, aside from your wife... Hey, oh, it's true. That's that's good, right? Yeah, shout out, Janice. I hope you enjoyed that. Um,
0: speaking of uh, spouses, has Oscar returned from England? He did,
1: he came back. He said the flight was uneventful and pretty much empty.
0: Oh, well, that's nice. We
1: we are already trying to get flights back again at Christmas. And I have been rejected twice by wrong? Virgin Atlantic in my attempts to get new tickets.
0: Meaning that they're just booked up or?
1: Because I have a credit from the two right. flights I had to cancel. And so you have to send them a form saying, please, can you put me on this flight? You have seats. And they go, no.
0: Like, they like, can... secretly, our secret was the credit's not good for anything.
1: The, cre- the credits work, but just so only on some flights.
0: That's oh, handy. On other nice flights, credit. they're
1: like, can't fly on that one. That's fine.
0: Credit, sure.
1: It's fine, Dan. Easy, but Dan, this isn't about me, isn't it? (sighs) Not really. Okay. I can't believe we're going to start traveling again.
0: I mean, you already have, as has Oscar.
1: Well, you're headed. You're headed to a writing retreat soon, right? I I am. I mean, I have I traveled, Dan. Yes. I went to Massachusetts. Yeah.
0: And you went on the you went to the snake retreat.
1: You oh, I did go. I house. did go to the snake retreat. I guess you know the idea of traveling, getting on a plane on and a doing plane. things, yeah. Staying at a hotel, you know, just all of yeah. that stuff. Going out, we have to get food from places that are not your own, yeah. Kitchen or something. That part, I, I wish.
0: Yeah, I, I mostly at this point, what I miss is the like. By myself in a hotel (laughs) room—that's the the main thing. (laughs) Twenty months into a pandemic that has us all living in a two-bedroom house, the idea of just sort of like being by myself in a hotel room and it's just quiet. One of the most—I have a big bottle of water.
1: One of the most prolific writers I know. She was just tweeting the other day how. She does this every once in a while. And I guess she started again. She went to a hotel for three days on her own. Yeah. And seemingly wrote, she finished a draft of something, wrote 25,000 words of another thing and did something else all in three days in a hotel room. Wow.
0: I just, somebody, somebody that I know, um, they're a designer in San Francisco. They just said they posted a photo inside a hotel room and they were like, I have a day room just because I needed to change scenery right now. And then she said that some hotels, if they have vacancy, will rent a room for the day Yep, and charge about half the rate. Yep. And I thought, that's amazing.
1: You can totally do that. You can stay in a really nice room. I had no idea. Yeah. You can have right in there or just... Lounge, or if you have an event to get ready for, you can see if they have a date right.
0: Yeah, That is amazing.
1: I spend, I mean, three days in a hotel room. I spend the first half a day in a hotel room looking at all the things. Yeah. Kind of organizing my stuff. Dan, when I, so when I went out to LA for the Let It Snow premiere, they put us up in, this is going to sound very fancy, but it they put us up in the Four Seasons.
0: Total landscaping?
1: Yes. Which... In L.A., which apparently is all that happens there is like industry stuff because every room seemed to be like I could hear interviews going on. And I got like we would get I got my breakfast sent up on a little tray. Like I would get my coffee and hotel oatmeal and they always sent up a little potted succulent on the tray. And I started to collect these succulents like I wouldn't (laughs) send them back. And I would hide them behind the TV in my room when they came to get the tray. And then I would pull them out again. And then I had this little row and I was like, my succulents. And then I would like arrange them. And then the new tray would come and I would hide them back behind the TV. And then I'd take them all back out again like little soldiers. I'd go, oh, my succulents. Oh, man. But it was my room was tiny and I had a little tiny table. So by the end, I could barely put my coffee pot and bowl of oatmeal down because I had all these, all these succulents I'd been hoarding off these trays <laughs> just like I just had to keep them, and then I would I would sort of put them on my bedside stand, and then I would gather them all back up. Oh, my succulents! Oh, come here, all my succulents! Uh, spread them back out again, spread them back out again. Ah. um, and then in the end, I gave them all back because I wasn't gonna like take all the succulents home. But they were so cute, and I just kept t- keeping them and wouldn't wouldn't give them back.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, I miss hotel rooms.
1: It was a nice hotel. It was tiny, but it was nice.
0: Uh, speaking of the Four Seasons, Maureen, mm. there is a documentary coming out in uh, just like a week and a half called mm. Four Seasons Total Documentary. That uh, feels that, like
1: a, like our weekend special episode or even a special I think, just watching that and talking I about it. I think so.
0: Yeah. It, the trailer just dropped yesterday, and it appears that uh, it is going to be about the landscaping company and sort of the impact that all of this has had on them which is great.
1: Do you think they're going to we're going to get an explanation? No. Okay. That
0: was kind of what I was thinking. It would be until I saw the trailer and then I realized the trailer is oriented very much around What the fuck happens to your landscaping company after Rudy Giuliani (laughs) and his goons show up randomly one Saturday, the same Saturday that you lose the presidential election?
1: But Dan, it does seem like right now much noise, probably not so much action, but certainly a lot of noise is being made about the events of January 6th. I almost said 16th, but 6th. 6th. Um, there's, I think, a, a movie on HBO now called Four Hours at the Capitol, which I really want to watch. I feel Oscar and I looked and we're like, it's going to be a rough watch, but we feel like we should watch it. Yeah. Um, in much the same way that, uh, The Last Cruise was, yeah, uh, that was, if you haven't seen, I think it was called The Last Cruise. Yeah. It's quite something.
0: I'm not doing any of that to myself.
1: I also watched their documentary called, I think it was called in the same breath, which was what happened in Wuhan sort of on a day by day basis. Oh, wow. As told by footage from Wuhan that they, they got a bunch of footage out of Wuhan that it's amazing. It's rough, but it's amazing. We only actually made it through the first half because I think from there, it moves out from Wuhan. Wow. And I keep meaning to watch the second half. um, But it's it's something. But I really want to watch the four hours at the Capitol because it looks like I have a lot of footage from inside that maybe hasn't been seen before. Right. Um, But certainly a lot of people are making a lot of noise about somebody doing something about this.
0: Yeah. Whether they're going to do something about it is a little bit unknown.
1: Do you think they will (laughs) I don't know. What's going to happen to Steve Bannon?
0: Well, we're waiting right now on the Justice Department deciding whether or not they will prosecute contempt of Congress. Uh, You know, and we discussed that last week, and it's sort of a big question mark as to whether whether or not they will. They certainly haven't in a long time, but as you, I think, very astutely pointed out, also, the Capitol hasn't been fucking breached in a long time. So maybe... Maybe it's time to not look so much at what is precedent, and instead make some precedent,
1: as opposed to that time that Dolly Madison had to take the portrait of George Washington off the wall and run with it. Exactly. Yeah, it's been a while. That is, um, yeah, you would you would think that people would um, maybe. Uh, do you remember that just the footage of those fuckers? Oh that, yeah, that evening. Not even that day but that evening all kind of lounging in the lobbies of various
0: yeah hilton's Hotels around dc
1: just in the most hotel lounging possible way <laughs> where you're just sitting in those big atriums yeah having you know
0: yeah it, it, it could have easily been like footage from a comic con like the yeah. hilton outside of comic con
1: or not a comic con. I'm thinking more yeah, a like too um, much cosplay. Like an industry, like a convention for um, industrial sales reps. Like that's it. Just sort of <laughs> looked very, yeah, very like. Well, we've had a long day of of marketing meetings, and now we're gonna have a have a big old glass of whatever this is. <laughs> Give me your reddest wine. They just look like a bunch of chads sitting around, and yeah. You know, very it was just so casual. Yeah. So and I have one my favorite thing to do and is follow just how many of them were traced down and, uh, and arrested that come from the area right around I grew up. I was like, Oh, oh that's so fun. rats right down the street. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like this. Wonder, wonder if my family knows any of these fuckers. <laughs>
0: A non-zero chance that uh, you were—you know—some of them are high school contemporaries of yours.
1: <sighs> if not them, they definitely aren't connected that far out. Yeah. It's the it's the three degrees of some fucko. Three de-
0: three degrees of Bucks County.
1: Three degrees of. <laughs> Facebook is a great, it's a wonderful organization, and I won't have a word said against it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, in fact, this week there have been uh, a ton of reports about Facebook. Uh, coming out of leaked internal documents that uh, paint a picture of both how the platform's design decisions and inaction led to radicalization funnels that ultimately resulted in the January 6th insurrection. Those leaks come from a former Facebook employee, uh, product manager Francis Haugen, who first provided documents to the Wall Street Journal and later provided tens of thousands of pages of documents, group chats, emails, and more to a consortium of more than a dozen news outlets. Uh, Those news outlets then worked together to go through all the documents and under an embargo uh, waited until Monday Though some stuff started trickling in uh, earlier, but waited until Monday to drop reports of which now they're more than 50. Uh, very hard to keep track of all of them.
1: It's a lot of rep- it's a it's it It just seems to be an absolute torrent, like the Niagara Falls of shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is that they did have an agreement that they wouldn't release Uh, There was in in sort of internal journalism circles, there was a fun little kerfuffle happening on Friday because I think a couple of places put out early reports and then suddenly there was a like, is everything going to drop right now? Um, And a few few places dropped, but Fridays are not a good day to drop. The plan was to drop on Monday. And um, yeah, there are a ton of them. It's honestly, I think it's, uh, not the best strategy in the world because it kind of is overwhelming how much there is. Yeah, it is, yeah.
1: but there you know, is no so, strategy. It's just, you know, it's like chasing a wheel of cheese down a hill, you know, you're yeah. just,
0: but, um, but yeah, like the wall street journal had a thing today about how the decision that uh, Facebook made to change the like button into a series of emotion based emojis Led to the algorithm kind of continually pushing more and more uh, kind of outrage-inducing stuff to people because how
1: because of the the flame button or the right
0: so the basically they had they started to rank emojis based on um, what they perceived was engagement. Right. So mm-hmm. if you were mad about something high that engagement. would get, that would be high engagement. And the, right. the, um, I believe the Washington post said that the like angry face or whatever would, uh, rank something up by a factor of five above a like. So you suddenly are serving up more and more and more kind of angry face stuff. um, It also there was another report that Facebook right after the election, because they actually had like a whole election integrity team and people that were attempting to fight election uh, in the US, at least election misinformation. And as soon as the election was over, that team disbanded. And, uh, you know, people took uh, new jobs and people went on breaks because it was, you know, they were working bananas uh, stuff. And there was no sense within Facebook that they needed to keep this team intact or keep the work intact. And so they completely missed all of the Stop the Steal groups that began to form and missed, you know, sort of the early moments that they could have maybe intervened. Um, And also an interesting report that. While, you know, they did have sort of election misinformation teams and generally misinformation teams, not the best teams in the world, but teams uh, almost entirely focused on the U.S. despite the fact that the U.S. is only about 10% of the overall user base of Facebook and uh, that in places like India, there is none of this attempts and it has had truly disastrous effects there. So. Uh, It's great. It's one of those weird things because it doesn't, none of it feels particularly new. Like this all happened in front of us. You know, we all saw it with our own eyes. Uh, But it's interesting because almost all of these stories focus in on internal communications. So people within Facebook basically being like, this might not be the best. Like the angry face getting ranked higher than a a normal like. Uh, They cite, you know, a few researchers being like, this might lead to radicalization and somebody being like, meh, probably
1: not. Well, Dan.
0: The fun thing is Facebook has mostly said this is this is a news organization with an axe to grind, ignoring the fact that it's literally every news organization. Uh, But they did acknowledge one of the things, which is I think The Verge came out with this one, that um, internal documents show that Facebook acknowledges that they have a major problem, that basically they've hemorrhaged youth, young users. Mm. And uh, they did acknowledge that on an earnings call yesterday and said that they are now refocusing the entire company on youth.
1: Even though they also have a lot of research that shows what kind of mental health damage Instagram is doing to young people. Yeah. Your eyebrows are fine.
0: Yeah, they are. In good news, Maureen.
1: Yeah. I
0: want some good news. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. As we speak right now, the twenty-sixth of October. Gimme. The FDA advisory committee is meeting on whether to recommend Pfizer's vaccine for 5 to 11-year-olds. I'm happy for you. I am very happy for me. Uh, Pfizer released some data earlier this week, no, Friday, that they have efficacy rates above 90% in preventing symptomatic COVID in kids, And ahead of the meeting, the FDA's regulators issued a report last Friday that declared that, quote, the overall analysis predicted that the numbers of clinically significant COVID-19-related outcomes prevented would clearly outweigh the numbers of vaccine-associated risks.
1: Now, Dan, when Oscar Mm -hmm. came back, he told me something kind of odd about his experiences in the U.K. Yeah. Because obviously we've spent all of COVID here in the U.S., And haven't really gone anywhere. And so we've really been in an echo chamber of US-based stuff in a way that we're not normally. Yeah. Um, So he said when he went over, he said he felt like the UK messaging was a bit different. Mm -hmm. And that there seemed to be more of a public or a media feeling, like generalized messaging that somehow the vaccine wasn't as, Didn't prevent the spread of the disease very much, but was more of a, you just won't get a sick. And so, there was this kind of weird attitude about it and a much more cavalier attitude. Huh. And the UK has some of the highest rates now of COVID. Yeah. Um, It is, I believe six times higher than maybe Germany, seven times higher than France, 20 times higher than Spain. Those numbers yeah. I, I'm quoting from an article before on the the numbers, but it's it's tremendously higher. Yeah. And it's just interesting to hear about how the the perception of the vaccine. Yeah. Um and the perception on gathering and the perception on what you can and can't do. Right. It certainly varies a lot even certainly as we well know in the US.
0: Right. I mean, it definitely seems like the UK is continuing the path that we were on last year. You know, they've had they had continuity in leadership, quote unquote leadership, whereas we had a change in leadership and thusly a change in at least federal strategy. But, you know, had Trump stayed in office, I think that we probably would have heard messaging very similar to the UK's. Yeah. And we would have seen federal level numbers that, that tracked.
1: Are we coming, is this a, is that a little light under the door, Dan? Is this a. I think certainly
0: for, I mean, for me personally, it is a huge light under the door, you know? Um, I mean, just to, to finish up timelines. So this is an advisory panel that will, at some point today, most likely, maybe tomorrow, issue their advice to the FDA. The FDA does not have to follow their advice. And in fact, if people remember the kind of booster uh, stuff, the independent panel for the FDA didn't advise boosters for anyone, but kind of severely immunocompromised or um, I think very elderly people. And that got overruled in the final decision but the general thinking is that the fda is going to say yeah this is a good idea then it goes to the cdc who meets next week at which point um shots in arms should happen shortly afterwards assuming that the cdc also approves the vax um for me very early this morning i was reading my local news and uh our little one school district is already scheduling uh Vax drives for little kids uh yeah and i got a little emotional there Uh, in the old bed i will say
1: does he know does he know it's coming
0: he doesn't know because we i mean we've told him that it seems like it's coming but we have not given him days and dates other than saying kind of you know probably in the in the fall later fall um just because we don't want to get his hopes up and then have have things go south but um But yeah, it is, it is, uh, you know, Janice and I have talked a lot about kind of like, well, what changes and what doesn't, and you know, how do we think about all of this? And it's certainly going to be a moment of great mind shift once he's got two shots in that tiny little arm of his. My little friend. Speaking of the vaccine. All right. Police are staging protests. Against vaccine mandates in cities like mine, Chicago, and yours, New yeah. York. Yeah. Just yesterday, they shut down the Brooklyn Bridge over there in the old New York.
1: Yeah. I will say that Diane at the height of it last year, ah, uh, summer. Yeah. I may have told you that if you can remember back to last su- last year's summer. Vaguely there were police amassing before a shift right near my house. So there were a couple hundred police outside and, um, none of them were wearing masks. Yeah. They were all gathered together. And cause one of them wanted to come up and was trying to pet tech, De- which I was trying to keep her away just because she's reactive. And also yeah. he was unmasked. I was like, Hey, you know, please don't. My dog barks, trying to keep her away. Uh, that's why I was walking over here on the other side of the street. <laughs> And none of you are wearing masks, and there's about uh, three hundred of you. So um, please don't come up and breathe in my face. Um, but yeah, there was there seems to be a very there was video the other day of uh the of two police officers shoving someone off the Eighth Street subway platform for saying they should be wearing masks. Yeah, and they grabbed him and they shoved him through the gate, kicked him off the subway platform. Yeah, even though good. masks are actually you're Supposed required. to be wearing them, yeah, on public
0: transportation, yeah, At a federal level, yeah, that is required.
1: yeah. So they really don't, they really don't like it, Dan.
0: No, yeah, in Chicago, just six, around 60 to 64 percent or something like that of police are vaccinated. They were required to um disclose their vaccination status last week, I believe. Um, and uh, I think it was October 15th and a third have refused to disclose. Um, In fact, last week now, uh, some officers, though the city of Chicago, will not release the number and have described it as a very small number. uh, Officers that haven't complied and also have refused to do testing have been placed on unpaid leave. Uh, In New York, the biggest police union in the city has filed suit against the mandate. Meanwhile, Maureen, It was just released that COVID is the leading cause of deaths for cops in the last two years by a lot.
1: I don't know what to say anymore, Dan.
0: 460 cops have died of COVID since the start of the pandemic. That's more than four times as many as were killed by gunfire. You would think they would give a shit. There's no record keeping of how many cops actually contracted COVID in the last two years. But you can bet that if 460 fucking died... That many, many thousands probably got sick. It is a hundred percent not in their best fucking interest to not get the COVID vaccine. Though it is probably in the interest of all of us if they actually get forced off of uh police roles.
1: Yeah. I mean there's there's I don't know, Dan. I'm done. We, we, we brought it up before how we don't like it. Yeah. We don't like it then.
0: No, it just. Yeah, I don't. Have I ever told you about my uh, experience with cops when I was a youth? Mm, no, I had uh, long hair, wore a long coat, big bump toe, Dr. Martin's. Mm-hmm. I did not have a car. My friends lived all over town. So I would walk all over the place and on weekends would walk in the evening and and at night, late at night. And I got into a thing where I would get stopped by cops and hassled by cops almost every weekend on my way home, you know, sort of 11, 12 at night. I would get uh, they would search me because they thought I would have the drugs on me. Did not use drugs at the time. Uh, I would often get kind of pushed to the ground and searched, that sort of thing. It was not great uh, because of the fact that I am white. It uh, always seemed more like an inconvenience than a situation where my life was actually gravely in danger. And in fact, I started to get into it and began to fill my pockets with weird shit <laughs> so that when they would have me empty my pockets, it would be like, well, I've got this light up fish and I've got this, toy, you know, <laughs> this Ghostbuster toy. Um, and it's the
1: most damn thing that's ever yeah, happened. It's so would great. Would attempt
0: to just see how many things I could kind of put on the hood of their car as they would search me. Uh, here's a yo yo, and I've got this. I actually, in fact, at one point I increased the I sewed larger pockets on my coat <laughs> so that I could fit more things in. But, um, I have not had a lot of love for the police ever since, <laughs> I would say. And, uh, watching them. Take a stand against actually protecting and serving the public through uh, refusing to get a fucking vaccine. Just feels very much like, yep. <laughs> Once again, I don't like him.
1: Dan with his giant, just sitting at home with a knee. Oh, I'll fucking show you. Just an inch. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What are the weird things can I put? Here's a bunch of Playmobil figures.
1: (laughs) This is the most you think it's ever happened.
0: I know. (laughs) Like, being hassled on a weekly basis by cops for months was a defining moment in my entire life, I would
1: say. This is, I mean, I... uh... I didn't have that. Mine was, I guess, the Catholic Church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. It's my personal four year weird foray into.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I will say if cities, states stick to their guns and these fucking cops stick to theirs and they fucking leave, that's great. Because I bet you there's a fucking Venn diagram of the same cops and complaints against them for fucking racist behavior and all of that. I bet you that Venn diagram is a goddamn circle. So fucking good riddance to those fuckers. Yeah. God damn it.
1: Enough to close the Brooklyn Bridge.
0: Yeah. Also sanitation workers in New York. It was not purely cops. Apparently sanitation workers also really taking a
1: stand. We just throw our trash out on the street now
0: it uh, it also made me laugh, uh, because the lawsuit that they filed was filed in Staten Island. I
1: was like, yeah, checks out. Ah, uh, yeah, that does check out. Yeah, it's a beautiful place.
0: Uh, and just to end this little note on the lowest of possible notes. Oh, good. Ron DeSantis, mm. piece of shit governor of Florida horrible human being is now offering $5,000 signing bonuses to cops that leave their jobs and move to Florida, become cops.
1: Dan, Hmm? it could be such a beautiful state.
0: It is a beautiful state. That's the thing that's truly frustrating about Florida. It is a beautiful state. It has so much going for it.
1: Orange trees. Yeah. And...
0: Oceans
1: and Everglades, Gulfs. yeah,
0: has a whole fucking place where you can watch rockets
1: launch. I'd live down there.
0: I would live down there in a second, except except
1: it's Florida. Yeah, it's just they.
0: Yeah, has it? The, when
1: did, when did it kind of become Florida?
0: I I don't know enough to answer. Correctly, But I feel like when we grew up, the main like rep of Florida was just it was full of retirees. Yeah. You know, not that it was arch conservative hotbed in the entire United States.
1: Or people that would take weird drugs and try to eat your face.
0: Yeah, that that feels like Florida in the 90s. when, Or like, that, you know,
1: would accidentally lock themselves in their own trash can and then send themselves to the dump. By them, yeah. you know, by accident, and wake up in a in a on a trash barge going out to sea.
0: The interesting thing about the Florida man cliche is part of that has to do with they actually have a remarkably open public records act, and so everything that get like all of the weird run-ins that people have with police and all of that is available as a public record. And so like part of there's a weird this is like again sort of a nerdy news rabbit hole, but there's a weird aspect to the Florida man meme which actually is that they have very very good sunshine laws. You know, that other places probably have just as many sort of people on meth eating faces and stuff, but uh they don't get they don't get uh in the full same light of day that, uh, that Florida does.
1: Sorry, Dan, I'm just back on thinking about you and all your things in your pockets. And I really hope the person who has been animating the, (laughs) uh, the, the trillion dollar coin episode maybe makes an animation of you as a teenager with your giant, giant pockets.
0: There were two things that I distinctly remember buying mm-hmm. specifically just to carry around in my pockets one of them was a rubber fish with a flashlight inside it so mm-hmm. you could just say squeeze and a light it. up fish and squeeze it and then the, it especially worked well because it was dark uh, and then the other was there was a brief lived set of toys that were like you would get a test tube with weird slime inside it and then i think there was a toy inside the slime oh
1: yeah i think i know i uh,
0: i remember buying one of those just to carry it around as well
1: and what would they say if they found the play school toys in the i mean they would always and they
0: there was a lot i mean part of the reason why i would end up on the ground sometimes i would say was because of that
1: (laughs) (laughs) you were you ended up on the ground because you had pockets full of play school toys
0: yeah Cause it was taking too long and, you know, or being a little too, uh, a little too cheeky.
1: There is actually not, it's not illegal to walk around with pockets full of play school toys.
0: Yeah. It's also not illegal to just walk around at night when you're going home and don't have a car.
1: No, it's not. <laughs>
0: yeah. I remember the worst, the worst feeling I had during that time was I was, uh, I was waiting for a friend outside their, their apartment. Um. And they they weren't there. They were. And this was, again, pre cell phone. So I didn't know where the fuck they were. I was supposed to be at their house at a certain time. They weren't there. So it was just like, well, I guess I'm just walking around the neighborhood. And it had been um, we had had a lot of snow and I was walking along and it was pretty new snow. And so the trees still had a ton of snow on them. And this is a pretty dense neighborhood. And I was walking along the street and a big gust of wind came and all the snow fell off of the trees at once and hit all of the cars underneath. And an entire blocks worth of car (laughs) lines just went off at once. And I was like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, about five minutes later, there were cops and I was in the snow. (laughs) wasn't great.
1: <laughs> Two days later, he's out there again with pockets full of fish. <laughs> hey, motherfuckers. I'm back. And I got uh, a yo-yo. <laughs> I got all this slime. I got a harmonica.
0: I did have a harmonica in there. Uh, I had a nose flute.
1: Okay, you guys want to hear a song? Ah, I'm on the ground. <laughs>
0: Basically, that's basically how it went.
1: Meanwhile, I was just running from nuns, literally running. Like that time I accidentally called in on a bitch and then I had to run away. Yeah, that was an accident. That was an accident. She's been real mean. And I just went, bitch. And then I went, oh, no, my life. And then I just started running. (laughs) I didn't stop running until I got to the other side of the soccer field, Dan. She was about 90 and a cane.
0: No, there I you was, go. I was going to say, it feels like outrunning a nun is a pretty safe bet.
1: It was, I was there with my friend Kier and she, we were in the bathroom and they were like, this bathroom is convent property after 3.30. And it was like 3.35 and we were just using the bathroom. Yeah. And I just went, what a bitch. And then as the word bitch, it's like leaving, <laughs> it's still in the, I was like, oh God. God, I had such a good run too. It was fine. Like, I uh, high school was good, I guess, but I guess my future's over anyway. And then I just looked at her here and went, run. And I just said, run. And I just turned and we just, we just literally ran away. Just, it was, it was so stupid. Dan. And she it, didn't. were
0: there repercussions after the fact?
1: Or no. was, is,
0: was there some sort of deep set rule in the Catholic school hierarchy that if you can outrun it, you can, uh,
1: well, she didn't know who we were because we all had to wear name pins. So we all had pins with our oh, names, right, but, but
0: everyone's if, dressed the same.
1: Everyone's dressed the same. So right. we all had name pins on, but if we took off fast enough before yeah. she could read our, my, I, my whole thought was don't let her see the pin like run. Yeah. And then she would just remember it was two of these little snot nosed pieces of shit that come here every day.
0: Right like i yeah the school uniform really kind of bites him in the ass in that situation
1: two randos and she wasn't one of the teachers she was kind of one of the just angry people that walked i mean i (laughs) imagine just having to share your house with a bunch of teenagers that come in every day and just piss you off
0: yeah she was one of those she just
1: didn't want us like we were we weren't like we were just in the bathroom dan (laughs)
0: What you needed at, it was a pocket full of funny stuff.
1: Just being yelled at for being in the bathroom. What are you doing here? What do you think? What do you think?
0: Well, Says Who is made possible by you.
1: I got a fish.
0: <laughs> Through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon. I
1: handkerchief. Whee, I'm still pulling it out.
0: Ah, oh, that would have been a good one.
1: Oh, where's the end?
0: I don't think I had that.
1: It's like, you're like the good version of that scary pockets, the clown at the, that's uh, true. the church yeah, where it's like, you want to pay a quarter and put your hand in my pocket <laughs> For God,
0: our Patreon where Just, every Sunday you, you might you get, get a, a whole bonus episode of says who I'm th- patreon.com. here's a dime down here's who. a
1: quarter. <laughs> the deeper pockets down here. And that's the actual truth. The deeper pockets lower down. That's yeah. that's the, that's where the money is at.
0: That is the least hard thing to believe possible. I'm <laughs> positive I could tell you where the silver dollar was located. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email it. Hey, that is H-E-Y at says who Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says Whovians, our Facebook group. One of the great places on Facebook, I should point out, is moderated by Janice Dillard. There is a fan run discord as well. You can visit tinyurl.com slash says who discord. And you can spread the word, subscribe and leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday. What do you do? What is this gesture you're doing? You're doing like the loose. pointing. Yeah, no, but you're doing just... like this. Well, I'm hitting my head as I'm pointing.
1: Yeah, you're doing like an L and you're slamming your own forehead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know what I'm doing.
1: I don't know. Dan. You're just next. As... You guys, as he was speaking, he was just banging his forehead in the letter L formation. Just thunk, thunk. thunk.
0: Next Wednesday, November 3rd. What? Yeah. Oh,
1: my God.
0: I gave a double take when I looked at the calendar on that I'm not
1: ready. I'm not ready for that. (laughs) I'm
0: not ready for our next episode. And from my basement in Chicago, I am Dan Sinker.
1: From the inside of Dan's pocket, I'm (laughs) Maureen Johnson. And and this has been Silka Gotta Says Who in here.
0: (laughs) Ah. I also remember I had the, that was when the, the real Ghostbusters cartoon was out. I had a few different real Ghostbusters figures in there. And those were fun because they had a little action you could trigger, like if you squeeze them or like flicked a thing. And so I'd always show them that.
1: I'm so glad you didn't get beat up.
0: I Yeah, I mean, in retrospect. Anyway... Well, oh, what are you doing? Flomp.
1: On <laughs> the ground. The, into the snow.
0: Yeah. Onto the dirt. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. There's a lot and, of that.
1: And we wonder why he's the way he is. Yeah.
0: It every week, I would start to figure out new <laughs> ways of walking home. Just to like, maybe I can avoid them this way. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. It was, it was definitely a defining moment. <laughs> Oh, this has been so, so.